Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. Telling you right now, if these aren't in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. You don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of the Entrepreneur Encounter, and we're going to give you a behind the scenes glance into our businesses, give you genuine feedback, tips and tricks, plus occasionally bring on guests that care about supporting you to grow your business organically and nurturing authentic relationships. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Encounter podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Dana. And this week, we're going to be talking about creating systems and processes. Honestly, it doesn't matter if you, our listeners, are side hustlers, you work in the corporate space, you own your own business, you're a stay at home mom or stay at home parent. There is no way you can get through life without some sort of system or process to get things done, whether it's how you clean your house, how you communicate with your children, with your spouse, with your team. It is super important to figure out what that system of process is. So that way, in your day-to-day, if you find that you're getting overwhelmed in a certain area of your life, maybe something in your process or your system that you have developed means to be tweaked. That can seem uber daunting to anyone, even myself. I am a nerd about operations and creating systems and processes, and I find a lot of joy in it. But sometimes even I feel, I don't even want to say overwhelmed, underwhelmed or inspired to create a system on the back end of my own business. But it's a scary word, SOP, which means standard operating procedure. But it's all the same thing. System and processes, SOPs, how things are run and how you want to be set up for success falls under creating a system and process. Everything gets done the way that it's supposed to be. And the end result that you are looking for consistently happens when everything is documented down. You hadn't mentioned that you enjoy writing the systems. It's funny because I enjoy writing the systems and processes for my clients. But it always seems to come down to like when you do your own thing, that becomes daunting. I see this a lot with business owners, with anything that you do. You're working with your clients, you're doing things for them. And then now when it comes to your business, that seems to be overwhelming for business owners. Because you think, well, I just did it for this person oh no, now I got to do it for myself. But it doesn't have to be daunting and scary. Just make sure that you get the end results the way that you want it to be. So what is the role of systems and processes in your business? To either base granular level, processes help you improve the effectiveness of your business and systems help you improve efficiency. When you or someone on your team is completing a task, any task, ask yourself, If you'll be doing this again, if the answer is yes, then you need to build some sort of system, a simple system, but something needs to be put in place. So especially with client communication, it's probably the one that you hear about the most of how you communicate, when you communicate, and what is being communicated. That is a system and a process that should be documented. Almost one of the first ones you do when you launch your business. Why that's important, just a recap, is efficiency and productivity. 
Last week, we kind of discussed a little bit that you should use your resources so your time is not wasted. Well, having systems in place, you'll save your time, energy, money, and stress. And we encourage you to have a listen to that episode. And as we went into a little bit more detail, there'll be links in the show notes for that. Another thing that I think clients are constantly looking for and they are willing to pay for is consistency. Once you've created a system, you'll be able to do the same task the same way every time. And that consistency is what builds confidence and trust with your clients. They know what to expect. They know when they refer someone to you that they're going to get the same treatment, the same support because you have these things in place. For example, I ended up writing some SOPs for my clients and a lot of the behind the scenes business management that I do for this business, she doesn't do. But there was a point in time where I wasn't around. So obviously she had to go and do the certain task. And that SOP, the systems that were put in place, helped her figure out what needed to be done. Although you might think, well, she should know what to do because it is her business. But if you're not in it all the time and you're running a business and you're client facing, but you're not really in the back end of your business, then obviously you're not going to really know all the details. So having that system in place actually helped her do a certain task without having to contact me. So when we had mentioned, if you're doing a task multiple times over time, then whoever comes in your place to do that task, that will be there for them. So you want to start by drafting your process before you even hand off a task, a project or anything to somebody on your team, or before you even decide that, hey, I want to hire somebody, you have to start drafting a process. So when you are doing a task, have a pen and paper or have a Google Doc up to write out the process. And as you go along with the process, if there's anybody involved in that, then ask questions like, hey, how do you do this? Is this the right way? That will kind of help you, again, draft what that process is. I want to hop on that thought process real quick because this is something I do with my own team. So I draft the overall initial SOP for new clients. Like I get the outline done and started, but it's a Google Doc. So it's a living document constantly being updated. Once I assign a virtual assistant to that client, I make sure that they're aware and do ask these questions of when you're doing this process, if you need to change it, how I've written it, or there's an extra step, or you need to take a step out, please do so. Because they're the ones doing it more often. And maybe when I initially wrote it, there weren't as many features in a platform or an update because Lord knows they all update and something will slightly change. A button is no longer in the same place. So they go in and consistently update it every week, every two weeks of what's repetitive and how to fix it, but also where things are located so that if they're out of the office, we all work independently that someone can kind of pick up where they left off and keep things moving seamlessly. Putting a system in place is really helpful. And obviously, people learn differently. And there's different ways that you can create these processes. So yes, you can write it as a Google Doc. 
There's another way that you can do it, which I think is pretty cool too, is that you can record a video and verbalize the steps and then somebody else can come and write it up. Another thing that I find helpful is, for example, I have to upload podcast episodes to different platforms. And for this system to make sense, instead of saying click here, I would take screenshots of each step. So now when you are in a certain platform, you can look at the screenshot in which you will show the picture of like where the button is. So yes, you can say something is here to the left on your system, but if you go ahead and even just go a little step further and take those screenshots of each step of like the pictures of the platform that you're using. I screenshot all the things. And I'll even add arrows on top of the screenshot of this is exactly what I'm talking about. I have also learned I am a visual learner, so I like videos. So I like to write down each step very granular and add the images, but also I've learned to do a video walking through the whole process in one swoop. So for the sake of simplicity, I'll say HoneyBook Tasks. That's the process I'm mapping out. To the right of it will be Video Overview, and then underneath it is where I'll start typing out all of the steps of how this client specifically likes their tasks done or how to update, how to respond to certain things. And then I'll have images of how to get to there and then what it looks like when you open it up for a project, where to locate it. It seems silly, but I'm hiring people that may not have used some of these systems. So this just takes a lot of the guesswork and helps them confidently do the task quickly. I was once told that somebody was afraid that somebody else was going to take their position because we had SOPs or systems in place. But that is not the case. If you have a team Ensure your team that, hey, this is not because we're hiring somebody else or getting somebody else to take over your position. It's just a matter of if said person is not there and somebody else kind of knows the job, but not entirely. So again, they can go back and look and see what's going on with each task. One, this also cuts out the back and forth, back and forth of asking a lot of questions. Of course, you can ask questions. But you want to make sure that your business is set up for success. Another thing that you can do as well when you have the systems in place is do a test run. So let's say that you draft a system. You can either give it to somebody completely new just to go through the system and see if it works, if they understand, or give it to somebody that knows a task, but you can like role play in a sense, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I like it. I like it. To make sure that it works, because obviously you're going to have to go back and reevaluate and adjust some things if it's not working. And that's when we were saying, get everyone involved as you're drafting the process. And then when it comes to finalize, then there it is. I think once you do the test run as well of all of the pieces, go back through it and see which steps you can automate where certain emails don't have to be as personalized, like delivering your welcome guide or a questionnaire midway through the project. Like you don't have to personalize a lot of those. You can still make it sound personable, but it doesn't have to have the nitty gritty. Every conversation you've had leading up to this point is just, hey, I need to know how we're doing, so forth and so on. And that can be automated without editing it before it goes out. So with a lot of the workflows that I have set up, I think almost the majority of them at this point are set to approve before sending. 
So we automatically get a reminder and we edit the email before we send it if it needs to be, or we can just send it on depending on the client because some of them do have a higher touch points, essentially. So look at it through that way as well. For us, I know blog posts, podcast episodes, like those things are automatically set up. I will have like a VIP day for our newsletter and I try and schedule all of our newsletters for the next two or three weeks at one time and just have them scheduled to go out. So last minute, if I forget or I'm having a super busy week because extracurricular activities, new client onboardings or whatever else is going on, I can feel confident that our communication is still going out to our listeners. It's also worth mentioning that there's always room for improvement. So workflows and systems, yes, the earlier you get them set up, the better, especially if you're newer to being a business owner or just launching a side hustle. It's a lot easier to set it up now as opposed to when you have multiple clients and you're trying to balance that and now you have to take a step back to map it out to have help. Approach your side hustle and your business that you already have the ability or have the means to have help. So you map out that process. So many of my clients, wedding professionals, have it locked in their heads. So they know what to do, like breathing. But when I ask them, hey, so how do you do this? And one of them is timelines. Timelines frustrate so many people, but everyone's process is different. So like I can create a general overview timeline of the day of an event, but everyone does it in their own unique way. And so that's where I highly suggest when you first launch your business, before you get your new client, or when you do book your first couple, record that process of how you do it. And then it can be fine-tuned if someone picks up that task and runs with it, but at least they have a foundation to start on so you are confident in their abilities to replicate your process. So any of our listeners... If you find yourself as hopefully you're inspired to start mapping out your processes and outlining your systems, if you find yourself having a hard time creating these, please reach out to us. Both Sarah and I love talking about this from different perspectives, but we are both highly logistically minded of how to create simple systems for you to succeed. We want you to be set up for success and have all the back end seamlessly flowing so that one, you won't have as many overwhelming headaches as seasons change, whether it's summer vacation going back to school or the upcoming holiday season. You already have these things down and you're able to schedule that time out because someone can step in and follow your special process. Next week is going to be an exciting episode as we discuss delegating and outsourcing. So I love that little segue we got going on. These last few episodes were to give you an idea of how to get things started because as a business owner, you should be able to step out from time to time and things continue to go. That's the whole point you started a business in the first place. So are you ready to start outsourcing? Has it been something you've put on the back burner because you just don't understand how to even start that process? Well, stay tuned for next week. As always, we'll have information in the show notes. Share these episodes with your other entrepreneur friends and invite them back to listen. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, soft skills aren't just some fluffy buzzwords that get thrown around in the corporate world. 
They're the key to unlocking your full potential as a professional and a human being. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and seek out opportunities to improve your soft skills. Sarah and I have a variety of workshops, online courses, and complimentary clarity calls for you to practice in real time with us. Links are always in the show notes. And be sure to join us next time for more insights, tips, and tricks to help you succeed in your entrepreneur encounter.